Welcome to the Angelscapes podcast, where you're encouraged to uncover and develop a direct connection with your soul's power, wisdom, and spiritual intuition that is ready to blossom. We'll explore new ideas, compelling tips, and real steps to help you learn simple spiritual practices. We're a safe place to learn more about accessing your soul's power with education and spiritual wholeness that could bring more clarity to your life. Now here's your host, a practicing medium, Akashic Records practitioner, spirit artist, coach, and mentor, Dr. Reverend Nancy Smith. Do you have trouble meditating? And do you cringe at the idea of sitting for long periods of time? What if you knew that meditating can heal what ails you? Hi, this is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. In this episode, we're going to talk about meditation as a healing practice. When you access the flow of divine love from the source through meditation, you are healing yourself. And I'm going to discuss what that means and how to do that kind of meditative work. And I'm going to give you some resources too. So have a maybe a pad um, and a, some pen and a pen to write things down. Even if you have ants in the, your pants and you have trouble sitting still, you can do these practices. So I want to talk to you a, a little bit about the resources you can use. I have a book, uh, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey, and I'm working from chapter five in the book. And I also am working um, from some meditations that I have on my website, angelscapes.net. If you go to angelscapes.net, look for the services tab. And underneath there are three meditations you can follow and um, that will support you in what I'm going to talk to you about right now. Um, The first step in in creating a rich healing meditation practice is, is creating sacred space around you. To create that sacred space is about using your imagination, invite your higher self in or your higher, highest imagination to, to create with you a, a sacred space or a space that makes you happy, gives you a sense of well-being. It, it, use your daydreams, use your imagination to invent um, images and thoughts and feelings that nurture you and bring you to a, a place of, of well-being. What do you love in your life? What are you, what are you grateful for? Or what would you like more of? And just sit with those ideas and build them and build them until you feel a sense of, I'm really connected into myself. I'm really listening to myself and, I, and, and life is good. I want you to work towards a feeling and a sense of well-being that is separate from your daily frustrations in life, from your um, disappointments, from your um, your insecurities or or people who are testing you and, and, and being critical of you. We need to find and build that space within yourself. And some people call that the daydream checkout space, but I want, but today we're going to work with that space. We're going to work with that space of how it can help you get to a night, a, a good, calm, peaceful place in your life. Years ago, I created a rich inner space that I could retreat to my sacred space. I had a lot of crazy things going on in my life and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with them or how to handle them. And I just since I, ever since I was a little tiny kid, I always would go back into the daydream world, always kind of retreat into a quiet corner. Being an empathic person, I was empathic since I was born. It makes sense now when I look back that I retreated to that daydream world, that world of, of feeling um, separate so that I could feel connected to myself. Anyway, I would visualize myself in a beautiful landscape 
when I needed to get away. And, and through focused breathing, as I got older and began to learn to meditate, I used focused breathing that I, and that I could actually calm my racing mind and sit in a place of peaceful calm. And once that calm, um, once that I was in that calm, thoughts and worries um, would creep in. I said, I didn't have a, a tool for managing those thoughts. I, I, I just was like, I would grab that peaceful time and stay in it as long as I could until the worry snuck in. Um, because what happens is when I got quiet, and I'm sure it's happening to you too, all those thoughts that I put off to the side, put off to the side, because I was busy. Once I was quiet, just like kids, when mom and dad sit down and they're quiet, they show up and they say, now you're going to pay attention to me. You're going to pay attention to me. Here's what I want. Are you listening? Are you listening? And you're like, you're doing something. I'm being peaceful and I'm being calm. I'm doing something. I'm still doing something. Um, so what I used to do was just thank those thoughts for coming in and, and, and let them go. And sometimes that worked. Sometimes that works. And there were some days when it didn't work at all. And um, I couldn't get back to the calm because it was just the nagging feeling of, but, but you forgot about this and this thing with your sisters and this thing with your mother and this thing, um, you know, and that you didn't pay this bill. And it's like, I, I couldn't manage the, um, the peace and calm and the worrying monkey mind as it were. Um, so it, as much as I firmly set them packing the worries and the fears and the anxieties, um, sometimes they were just not going to leave. And I would find myself in the middle of a meditation, you know, where, you know, when I'm worried, I twist my hair and my finger and I, my brow was all knitted up and I was like, forget about it. I just threw in the towel for that moment. And I, do it another day, but then the discouragement would come in. And so the next day I would kind of skip it and like, I'm too busy for that because I didn't have a success that I was building on. Um, but I still wanted to figure out how everyone's talking about how to meditate and how it's going to make you feel good. And I'm like, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? So I read and I talked and I listened to people. And at one point I had an epiphany and I, I kind of was learning this heart-centered meditation with the main idea that being in my heart, which is the center of the universe, was also the center, the center of my universe, was also the center of the universe. And it was kind of following a spiritual law, as above, so below. So what's true in the macrocosm is also true in the microcosm, and my heart was in the microcosm, and so I could just have the universe surround me. And, and, and in that time, um, I was really starting to understand the Akashic energy of God's love, which is source um, that fills the universe. Um, I could focus on also filling my heart. I loved this meditation and I was able to do it a lot better when I visualized it that way, that I am in the heart of the God and, and God is in the heart of me kind of thing. Um, because I like the visual component of the spatial this sacred space meditation, I decided to combine a couple of different things. Um, I would picture my beautiful landscape in the center of my heart and anchor it in with my breath and keep breathing. And here's what I did that was a little bit different. With each breath, I imagined expanding my energetic heart to encompass my entire self and my sacred visualization. So there's a little bit of continuity happening, a little bit of connection happening within myself. And my landscape unfolded its magnificence with each breath I took. So breathing in and hold and breathing out and relax. And, um, and as I did that, I could open up the center of my heart. 
by visualizing a crystal door to the heart of the universe. And I'm a visual person. Not everyone's a visual person. We'll talk about that in a minute. And as my heart was opening up to the universe, I felt supported. I felt that there was more connection. There was more of a relationship back and forth and with the energies. Um, and I, um, and I continued to breathe slowly until I felt that connection click. It's like it clicked into place. And that click for me is a sense of deep physical and mental relaxation. And that took a little bit of time. As I, as I leaned back and I trusted the universe to hold me, I, I kind of sort of already had a relationship with the universe by all the work that I was doing already. But as we're talking about you beginning to have a meditation towards healing in the sacred space, let's take this a little bit further. As um, the universal energy expanded into my heart, I observed that my sacred space continued to unfold. And at, at the time, sometimes imagine uh, images would come, colors would come, textures would come, and they take on a life of their own. And, um, and I was curious about why they would take on a life of their own, what was going on, what was happening with that. And that was my soul, my higher self kind of talking to me, communicating to me. Now, again, I'm a visual person, but you can also do that with sounds. You could also do with with thoughts, or you could just do it with being quiet and, and vibrations and feelings. Um, it's not an analytical place. It's a feeling place. Um, and then as you go into that feeling place and you keep breathing in with spirit, breathing in spirit, breathing out spirit, that place began to get deeper and calmer and quieter. Um, sometimes they had no connections, no visuals or no sensations. And I simply focused on maintaining my relaxed breath. And here's the key, that those busy thoughts, those worry thoughts, those, those hyper vigilant things are coming from your mind. They're also coming from um, your unconscious. Remember those unconscious children are saying, oh, she's quiet now. Oh, he's quiet now. Let's interrupt us. So I gave them a job to breathe, breathe in through your nose and hold and breathe out through your mouth. And it was my mind's job to keep me breathing in that rhythmic, slow fashion. And if thoughts started to overtake my, my mind, I would say, remember what your job is, you're to breathe. I just want you to breathe. So always return to your breath, return back to your breath. And, um, and that helped me to get a consistent, um, meditative space around me and within me. And there were days when I couldn't uh, sit still, right? I couldn't, uh, I just had to get up and move around. And so I began to learn how to um, use that breath work and use that focus work while I was doing something small or doing something that wasn't going to take my total attention. And sometimes it would be simply as going for a walk in a place where I didn't have to really focus on where I was. I could follow a trail or something and breathe in and breathe out and relax. And as I did that more and more, I was training myself, training my brain to know that this is something that we need to do. This is actually an exercise. This is actually something that I wanted. And this is something that I wanted my mind and my body to support me. In. And my body kind of liked the meditation because my body was the first one to get um, on board with this is this well-being is really helping me to relax and I feel good. So I had my mind, I had my body, I had my spiritual stuff, I had my emotions. It took a longer for my emotions to get back, to get up to, up on board with the idea of meditations. But as my mind settled down, my emotions started to flow in a different direction. They started to create a, um, a different feel within myself where they started to respond to the peace and quiet as a healing balm within myself. But again, going back to... Um, the worries and the insistent thinking that I was currently battling with, I would um, 
I started to realize that they were asking to be healed. Those parts of myself were asking to be healed and wanted to step into the, the calm and the peace and the well-being that um, I was creating. So what was happening as I was creating the sacred space within myself, I'm raised, I was raising the vibration within my um, being, within my consciousness, with consciousness meaning in my heart. And as that grew, the rest of me mentally, emotionally, physically wanted to vibrate along with it. So it was like, um, it was like, um, it's like a trash can, but it was like my body and my emotions just started throwing things into my heart. Well, how about the anxiety? How about the, the fear? How about the unresolved emotional issues that were, or the fear, the, the anger, all that stuff. So one by one, I was inviting them into my heart. Um, one by one, because the whole thing was, we're not going to do everything, guys, one thing at a time. So usually was the uh, emotions or the thoughts that were the loudest. And those loudest thoughts are usually connect with emotions, and they're usually from the past. So I would breathe them into my heart. I would imagine them in a package. I would imagine them that they were they were something real that I could sit in front of me. And I, I breathed into them. I breathed into my heart and I invited them to breathe with me. And it's like I was sending them love. I was sending them attention. So now this thing that was interrupting me became a focal point, not to take over my mind, but a focal point to breathe into and to meditate with. So each breath in moved the energies into my heart and each breath out released resistance. I was surrendering to these emotions and I was mindful to keep my heart open and to keep my heart open to the heart of the universe where all things are possible. And instead of repressing my thoughts and bringing them down, we're not meditating when you're here, you're interrupting me. I allowed them to expand. I surrendered to them and I allowed them to expand as far as they needed to go. And I went in as an observer with an observing frame of mind and I watched my worry expand. Now, I was a little worried about this. It's like if I put my worry into my heart and I pour water onto it, pour this loving energy and source on it, is it are the worries going to get bigger? Are the worries going to multiply? But if they didn't, something else happened instead. The key piece here is that I became an observer of this energy, not a participant. And that was key here. I was not adding to the story. I was not trying to figure out the story. I was simply observing the emotions and the thoughts that went with it. And I was working with the energy in the meditation and energy is malleable and energy wants to go to the highest vibration that's around it. So as I was in sacred space, this energy of anxiety, that's where I started, um, is a lower vibration, but it was being attracted to the higher vibration. So as I surrendered to that anxiety and I just breathed into it, the love, and I breathed out to release it, let it expand and get bigger, it began to change form and the thoughts started to change. I wasn't feeding the thoughts that I knew anymore. I was the observer. So new thoughts, thoughts started to come out and, and new colors and new images and, and, or it could be new sounds or new feelings or whatever, however it is you perceive energies. Um, I began to see a transformation in my breathing and the worry, breathing into the worry, breathing love, breathing in spiritual love, breathing out spiritual love, letting things expand. And I saw the energy transform into something new other than what it was. And I learned that everything, every thought, every feeling is energy and it has a higher octave. Energy doesn't always have to stay at the same level it, it, as it as its vibration changes, it, it flowers out into a higher vibration and the higher aspect of itself. And it keeps 
flowering and blossoming to its own higher aspect until it transforms into something beautiful and to, that is aligned with source. Um, anything, once anything is observed, it changes. If it's observed in love, it changes to a higher vibration. Everything that's vibrating has a higher octave. And that's, that's actually a spiritual law. So in this one particular case, um, visually and symbolically, my anxiety and my worry, it, it's like I, I saw it, because in visual, it's, I saw it start to grow wings. And I saw the worry, which was intense and dark and uh, began to lighten until finally it turned white. And then it began to fly in a beautiful dance. And um, I, um, I had given my thoughts and my emotions permission and space to expand and they began to express themselves in a way that I had never let them express themselves before. They began to tell me a story that was their true story. That was their um, energy. Emotions are energy in motion and energy wants to be at its highest level and energy transforms. It never goes away. It changes into something else. It changes into something else. And if we feed it repression, it changes into that kind of energy. But if we pay attention to it and feed it love, the energy, the emotions in the emotions will reveal their true message to us, will reveal who they, what they really want, who they really are and what they really want to tell us in order to serve us and help us and tell us, your, you know, whatever it is that they need to tell us, you're going in the wrong direction, you're going in the right direction, we love you, or, um, or stop thinking that thought or whatever their, their message is. And, and at first, when I first started doing this, I it's like like cringed. It's like thinking I would be overcome with that emotion as they expanded. How can how can something small that is just disturbing me and distracting me, if it gets larger, what's it going to do to me then? But instead of being overwhelmed, I began to feel a freedom and a, a sense of peace and a sense of well-being because the emotion didn't want to destroy me. It wanted to help me. It wanted to tell me who it really was. And it wanted to deliver its message. And once it delivered its message to me through the breath, through the meditation, it flew, it flew up and it expanded around me into love, into acceptance and into compassion. And then once I was relieved and stepped into the freedom, I was filled with passion. Um, and I had more energy because the worry wasn't bringing me down anymore. What I realized then is that I needed to work with my whole self in meditation and my conscious unconscious selves would not let me block my emotions out with mental peace and calm. I was doing my meditations mentally to enforce mental peace and calm on myself. And it wasn't that meditation wasn't working for myself holistically. I had to work with the whole of me, worries and all. And I also discovered that I had um, more self-confidence in the outer world and the real world. Uh, as I listened to the real world within myself and my sacred space, I began to be calmer within myself. And, and when I left my imagination, sacred space, I could cope and I could come up with new solutions. And I was confident to that I was creating well-being now on the outside of me because well-being was, I was holistically working with well-being within myself. When we don't address our feelings and we don't hear the messages they have for us, they take over. The, the energy is left to languish. And it may languish, it comes, it gets squished to a lower vibration, 
but it doesn't go away. The disowned thoughts and feelings claim a kind of consciousness of their own. They have their own personality and they become um, resolved to get that message to us at all costs, especially if they feel it's a survival message that we have to hear. So some drama can come out around some of these repressed emotions. The drama isn't necessarily real, but it's real in the sense that we've repressed something very important that we need to understand about ourselves. The, um, the heart meditation um, allowed me to feel, to safely face these difficult emotions and thoughts in a safe and sacred space. And all of us, to be honest with you, have emotions and me- that are trapped inside of memories that don't feel so safe to feel. And I was starting to discover that in this sacred space, in this safe space within myself, where I wasn't alone, I was with the universe. And that became more personal. It, it became source. It became my guardian angel. It became that, that relationship, that reciprocal relationship with spirit and myself. And I began to trust. And that changed everything in my meditation practice because now I learned to give my mind something to do. And I gave my heart something to do. And I gave myself permission to feel my feelings in a safe place. And that's what brought me the peace, the calm, and a sense of well-being. This may be a concept that um, you you can do easily, but maybe you need a little more help. So I, I've created again um, these meditations, a series of three. Uh, my site website angelscapes.net um, slash four slash services four slash meditations for you to read what I have written and then listen to the actual meditations. And um, again, I want to say a foundational skill for your spiritual practice in your daily life is knowing how to create and navigate in and out of an inner place of peace and calm. That place is a sacred inner place built through meditation and inner visualization. And that place can be a source of inner power, a generator that recharges you and gives you a sense of life is okay. It's going to be okay. And the first meditation that's on my site um, helps to create that inner sacred space. And once you've created that um, inner sacred space, the other miracles start to happen and the interruptions that you feel so constantly, you'll now know what to do with them. So creating a sacred space within yourself is need to be joyful, recognizable, and safe. So to, you know, we sometimes raise the bar, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to peace and calm, I'm going to come out feeling good. Sometimes that bar and that expectation just isn't realistic for where you are. But if you use your imagination and spend some time daydreaming about what would be safe, what would safe look like to you? What would well-being look like to you or feel like to you and build your inner world on those concepts, it'll begin to feel a little bit more real to you. Um, And so do that inner visualization that brings you a peace and calm. I, I don't want you to do an inner visualization that has to do with revenge or has to do with straightening out the world or has to do with solving all your problems. I want you to get away from all those things and get to the core essence of yourself and find out what brings me peace and calm outside of everything else. If nothing else mattered, what would I create? Um, so we, what we're doing is we're building a place where we can breathe in and breathe out and relax and let our thoughts drop into our heart, let our worries step aside so we could shift to alpha waves. We could shift to a higher, more creative vibration. And once we shift into that higher uh, vibration, the alpha waves, and we stop, we uh, maintain and focus and protect that space, those alpha waves begin to go to work. 
and they begin to change your thoughts, to change how you perceive life, to change the problems you think you are to the life and the solutions that you could live out. And as you embark on your journey of deep healing and you start um, and you start by creating that inner safe space, you, it starts to become real to you. It, it starts to make sense to you. Um, and so the imagination and the daydream begin to feed and nourish you rather than yeah, I'm just escaping into my daydream world. Now they become real. Now they become something that you could work with. What you choose to put in your inner landscape is often a clue to where your thoughts and emotions are in this moment. And I have had meditations where I've gone to my sacred space and I found them all jumbled up. And maybe some of the bushes are broken down or the flowers are not blooming anymore or the leaves are falling off the tree. And as I look at that inner space, I say, where am I? emotionally where am i in my inner world where am i in my outer world what do i need to attend to in this garden what do i need to help it and um it's always wonderful to have those clues because then we can know where we need to direct our breath and our healing and our universal life force energy from from the creator from divine unconditional love that's where you know your unconscious self, your higher conscious mind, your inner spirit have joined you in your heart center when you're starting to see something that you haven't created in your mind. You know, they're saying, hey, hey, I hear you. I see you. Let's take a look at this. And that is a good thing when you don't have complete control out of your inner world and then your inner world starts to talk to you about what it needs and where you truly are. The first meditation on my website introduces the sacred elements of creation into your sacred space. So you'll have a, a kind of a really clear um, guidance and journey to create that. And I bring in elements, air, um, water, fire, earth, metal, for you to um, embrace Mother Earth's healing, nurturing energy and the elements that are from this planet that can support you as well. And um Metal speaks about your soul and your soul's connection to your spirit, all the hidden gifts the earth has to offer you. Water speaks about your emotions and your creative power. Air speaks about thoughts and beliefs. Fire speaks about will and inner spirit. And earth speaks about grounding your life skills, the form or the container that need you need to be held by, needed to hold your creations and, and your own spirit. Um, Observe the elements and see how they are presenting themselves. Once you've built a, a shrine to earth or you've built a sacred place for um, water or fire or an air um, and, and metal, the elements will start to reveal to you about what's going on in your life and what it is that you need. If you walk into your sacred space and it's windy as all get out, that means, okay, what, where's my breath? Where, where you know, where is um, my thoughts and beliefs taking me. Maybe I'm going on a track of beliefs and thoughts that are leading me or or if the water's overwhelming, what, what emotions do I need to heal? What emotions do I need to bring into balance? Observe the elements, see how they present themselves to you and ask your guidance. Your soul always knows what to do. How do you bring them into emotion? How do I bring them into balance? How to bring these emotions into balance in my life? And as you bring them to balance within yourself, they begin to automatically balance on the outside of yourself so this gives your meditation purpose um sometimes people need that sometimes you need that again if if you sit down quietly and all hell breaks loose within you there's some work to be done and so i'm giving you these tools and how to do the work you need to do to get to the peace and calm you want to get to through your meditation 
So the second part of this healing practice is to open your heart to the heart of the universe, the Akashic healing love. I imagine a doorway often, and that doorway opens up to heaven, and that divine unconditional love now flows into my heart from the heart of the universe, and that's how I picture it, and you can picture it however you want. And once that intention is set, shift your frame of mind to that of the, the observer, not the reactor, not the fixer, not anything like that. Put them all to the side and let your observer come forward and put your analyzing mind especially aside. Now it's time for you to invite your emotions or your personal struggles into your sacred space with your breath. Just breathe in, remember that frustration or that anger or that event or whatever it was and use your in-breath to encourage expansion and use your exhale breath to release up, to release pent up energy. So, so you, that second stage is about really connecting to what's happening within you. Those energies are no longer to interrupt you because you're facing them head on and you're inviting them into your world. Okay, okay let's get this work done. Let's get Let's, let's get to it. As these energies reveal themselves in the calmness of your sacred heart, encourage them to expand and let them reveal every detail they have to show you. They will expand to a higher vibration just because you love them and just because you're paying attention and you're within sacred space and you're connected to the heart of the universe who also loves you. Again, I want to repeat that every vibration has a higher octave of healing and awareness. And by bringing your emotions to your sacred space, you're giving them the chance to transform. And as they transform, they'll reveal their gifts to you. This is, they'll reveal their treasures to you. This is shadow work, is what I want to say. Uh, this is a meditative healing process that you could put under the category of shadow work because you're revealing underneath those um, energies in motion or their stuck energies, you'll, they'll reveal beauty to you they'll reveal un, maybe underdeveloped talents or they'll just reveal love to you and forgiveness and they'll take you to a place where you couldn't take yourself alone sometimes grief is a beautiful place a beautiful emotion to bring to your sacred space to meditate on you don't avoiding grief um doesn't help it heal but loving yourself through your grief will help you find meaning in the loss will help you find meaning in your life that you felt like um it was gone because you lost that person that place or that thing so that meditation um teaches us how that which is the second meditation on in my um meditation page on angelscapes.net teaches how to bring issues and emotions into your heart and sacred space to transform them and bring out their hidden gifts within your struggles. Every struggle has a higher energy. Every struggle has a gem in it. The key is using your breath and your visualization. You're able to draw these emotions and situations using your breath. You move your emotions to the center of your heart, to the center of your observer, and then you send them love and then you ask, you invite them to tell you who they really are. Who are you really? What are you really doing here? You're not, are you here just to bug me? I don't think so. You're here to tell me something important. And through your breath, you will expand and transform these energies to a higher essence. That's it, kind of a little bit in a nutshell. Um, another way of saying that. And then there's a bonus meditation um, in that group of meditations. It, it's a basic grounding and protection and an opening to sacred love within your body, mind, spirit, and soul. And I use this meditation to open all my sessions with my clients. If you ever have a, um, a session with me, you know I take you through a, a specific journey and I say a specific prayer. And this is on purpose because I'm pulling us 
uh, well, I should say I'm expanding us both into sacred space and I'm, and I'm encouraging and drawing out your sacred energy for your healing. So as I read for you, I'm reading from, from that healing energy that you need to hear from and the prayer is basically opening up your Akashic records. Um, this is my secret sauce, this bonus meditation um, for connecting to spirit for the best possible outcome. And the visualizations connect you to mother, father, God, creator of all that is the true parents of your life. We could talk about that in another episode, but we have true parents that love and adore us. And they're not our biological parents. They're the sacred father, the sacred mother. And then finally, God, creator of all that is, is a trinity. And within that trinity, sacred mother, sacred father is the sacred child. And you're the sacred child. You're the one out of the drama triangle and into the presence of God, who you really are, child of God. It can be a very healing and soothing um, ritual. And I recommend you try it. All you have to do is listen. And within that idea is, um, you could also Google this, is semantic presencing is another way of, 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 of doing this practice. Semantic presencing um, is a meditative practice that also speaks to healing in sacred space. And sometimes it's taught with uh, from one aspect. Uh, I always teach it with the aspect of bringing this presence of, of suffering into sacred space. So you have that double um, aspect of he, um, healing with a partner, healing with God, and you're no longer isolated because sometimes pain and misery cause us to isolation. The semantic presencing is also designed to bring you out of isolation that your pain has brought you into. And the setup for that is um, sitting quietly with yourself and inviting in your soul and your guardian angels to come and be with you and to identify where the pain is in your body. This is a, a wonderful practice to do when you have a great deal of emotional pain or physical pain that you really can't maneuver with anymore. And you, or, or you could just have a hangout that works too, uh, bringing that um, pain right in front of you. You are not your pain, but the pain is in you. So as you put that pain in and you send it love, you send it your attention and you explore it. How, you know, what, what's the temperature? Is it hot or cold? What's the color? And, and what's the texture of it? If you go inside to the root of the pain, what does that feel like and what's the texture? And if you move all the way out to the edges of that pain, what's the color, what's the texture there? And then if you were to fill it up with um, gallons and gallons of liquid, how many gallons would it take? Would it be a thumbful, finger, thumbnail full or a little um, tablespoonful? Or would it be a... Um, gallons and gallons or be an ocean full and then as you recognize and identify and listen to this pain you put it you set it into in front of you and you breathe in love and you appreciate this pain and you appreciate this suffering and you appreciate this anguish because it's you and it's brought you to a place that you need to be and as we love it and appreciate it begins to transform itself Everything that is observed, and when it's observed in love, transforms and changes. Then after sitting with this for a minute or two minutes, you can go back and say, well, what color are you now? How big are you? What is what is shifted? And, and then you go back in and forth for as many times as you can do it. And you're unsticking some energy 
and you're releasing the message. So as you listen and love that energy, also listen to it. And is it does at some point does it start talking to you? You do start feeling an inner awareness or an inner understanding around this pain that you're loving so much and accepting. When we surrender to our suffering and we love it and we love it in sacred space, it can't help but change and grow and give us some higher wisdom, some meaning to what it needs us to understand or instead of taking out of your life or stopping your life, it begins to augment your life. And that's where the healing begins. Healing is about becoming whole within yourself. And as you become whole within yourself, it vibrates out from your heart, your energetic self out into your body, out into your auric field, and then out into your outer life. And then that inner healing begins to change with change. It changes. It simply brings a change about um, so this, these are practices that lay a foundation for having a reciprocal relationship with your higher self and source. And that higher self and source, that connection is also healing um, because you're becoming whole knowing that you are with a higher, you are created from a higher source. You are created from love and that meditations are bringing you back to that love. And that's what healing is. That's what the miracle is. When you give yourself time to encounter well-being as you as you meditate and heal with, um, with your higher power, your your trust and your faith in life begins to grow, and you will feel more connected and less isolated from the divine presence and connection in your life. Pain isolates us. Wayward emotions isolate us, and the meditation brings us back into connection and to flow with the higher power. It's not that flow outside that you have going to have big understandings and this and it's about you understanding you and you understanding the nature of connection from you to the highest source. That's where the miracle begins. That's where the creativity begins. The connection to source is the healing. Healing is to be made whole and sound, to restore one to health and well-being. Health is the condition of being sound and whole in mind, body, and spirit. That healing is a state of flourishing well-being. That's your secret sauce to getting through life. Instead of surviving life, you're thriving within life. And that's the secret sauce for, for doing that. So let's talk about meditating when you have ants in your pants. And we, we talked about your thoughts interrupting you constantly because they need to be heard. They need to be understood. And we talked about how you could do that, but sometimes getting to the point of be, that, to building that sacred space, getting to the point of being able to sit down and do all that um, or, or focus on that, uh, it's almost impossible because you can't sit down. You, you, you just, you can't, it's frenetic, frenetic energy around you and around you and around you. So once you establish within yourself, within your aware self, um, an understanding and intention of what meditation is for, this will bring you into a motivated place that will help you clear your mind. It's time to clear your mind. You may need to start with um, a gentle movement and stretching to release tension before you can settle down into a quiet space that will allow you to concentrate. Now, use yoga or use Tai Chi or use any kind of motion, not frenetic motion, any kind of motion that you need to do, actually, I'm not going to tell you what it is, that will help you to just finally sit down and relax now. Don't meditate when you're tired. You'll fall sound asleep. 
choose your time thoughtfully, and then give yourself permission to be quiet for a bit. Give your mind the job of breathing deeply and have it be regulated into your nose and hold and out very slowly because we're in that quiet, slow breathing. We're telling our bodies that we're safe, that we're sound, and we take ourselves out of the fight or flight energy. Return back to your breathing when your mind tries to fill you with busy thoughts that are causing emotional reactions because you're building sacred space. You'll get to those busy thoughts in a minute. Say, we're getting to you, but right now I need to create that container, that sacred container that can hold these emotions and these busy thoughts so they can begin to take them apart. Sit in, simply sit in sacred space and do the quiet breathing in spirit and breathing out spirit. You could do it for 10, five minutes. Can you do it for five minutes? I think you can. Terrific. Do it for five minutes a day for a week. Then after a week, can you do it for 10 minutes? Maybe you can't do it for 10 minutes. Maybe seven minutes. Keep going back to that five minutes. You may even set a timer for that to make sure you're sitting there for five minutes. And as you grow, your capacity grows to sit quiet for longer and longer times. Set the timer for longer and longer times. And maybe by the end of seven minutes, when you're getting to 10, you're fidgeting for the last minute, but that's okay. You've got to 10. You're building your capacity to focus on creating this sacred space. And once you've built that capacity and that focus for sacred space and you can begin to do that other work that we talked about um setting a time always a timer will also take your mind off of your worry i'm going to be sitting here for too long i've been wasting all this time but if you set your timer for a time that is going to tell you i can do this i can do 10 minutes right now i can do 20 minutes right now i'll be fine then but you set the timer to bring you out of it so there's no worry so that takes uh, one consideration off the table and as you progress with your practice um keep a journal and jot down the notes of how how you did i sat for five minutes pretty good i sat for five minutes i barely could take standards oh i'm up to 20 minutes and then as you write that journal um, down, I want you to observe your outer world and see uh, what shifts or what comes up. Maybe something small. I didn't lose my temper with my boss today. I didn't, I didn't feel resentful or I didn't take it personal. Oh my God, that's a big one for me. Hey, today I didn't take anything personally. That's it's a miracle. And then um, watch your progression in your meditation and then watch your progression in your outer world. And you'll begin to create value in your meditation practice. And as you create value in the meditation practice, your conscious self needs to say, we need to stay in this value because your sabotage self will say, well, this is wasting our time. Or I'll say, see, we did this, we're done, we're out of here. You know, I gotta get back. You gotta keep this practice. You gotta keep practicing, keep going back, keep going back. And even if you skipped it for a week or you skipped it for a few months, you know, it's been two years ago since you meditated, bring it back. You can always bring it back and bring up that concentration, bring up that focus. You'll remember how to do it. You'll remember the gifts and the value that the meditation is bringing to you. And then you might ask, do I need an extra five minutes in the middle of the day? Because I got this meditation. It goes until about noon. It goes until about two. And then I'm done. So maybe we need another five minutes to remind yourself, to anchor yourself into that loving presence, into that breath work. And the more that you meditate, the more that your body will recognize where you are and what you're doing and your body will relax. And then when your body relaxes, you'll be reminding your mind, find more of this. You'll, you'll be reminding your mind, we want to hear from the alpha wave. We want to hear from that creative self because, because where we are is, is not where we want to be. And 
voila, you've trained your mind and your body and your emotions through a meditation practice. So the meditation is, is teaching you, well, using your conscious self and using a meditation as a tool is teaching your mind and your body and your emotions a beauty path, a, a way to go or a way to respond rather than react. And that's the gift of meditation. That's how meditation heals your life. That's how meditation gets you on uh, a path or the right track um, when you've been derailed into a place that is going to now bring you to a place of well-being. And you'll recognize faster that your feet are pointing in the wrong direction. You need to repoint your feet into the, the well-being, the direction of well-being. So that's it for now. And um uh, I hope you can take some of these and use them. Feel free to go to my website and listen to the meditations. I, I think you have a, uh, you can download them as well. If you right click or whatever the magic thing is. And angelscapes.net forward slash services forward slash meditations or angelscapes.net. Click on the service tab and scroll down until you find meditations and that will open up that page for you. And I invite you to give it a try. It's kind of getting to be um a busy time of life and, and and an emotional time of life so maybe this is the best time for you to use it and so that's it for today i wish you all the best and many blessings to you as you find your way in your healing practice thank you for joining the angelscapes podcast we hope you've gained new insights and inspiration for your journey to uncover and access your soul's power for more information and a deeper dive into finding clarity in your life, go to angelscapes.net. Remember to subscribe so you can be part of the discussion. It may just change your life. See you next time.